Hello, hello, this is Malika. Hey guys, this is Brandon. And welcome to Private, Private Story, Story, a podcast all about friendship, experiences, and the drama. Mm-hmm. Hello, Miss Malika. Hello, Mr. Brandon. Long time no see, buddy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy oh New my God. Year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy Merry fucking Christmas. Hanukkah. Happy Capricorn season. Gee. Happy everything. <laughs> Literally. Um, I've noticed recently that like all of my best fucking friends' birthdays are in December. Like if you're my best friend, you're either a Sag or a Capricorn. It's like weird We're to the me. Like it's it's Val's birthday today and the Dasuki's birthdays. I'm like, okay. Everyone, Wait, everyone has literally birthdays. Yes. You, Allison, Nusheen, the Dasukis, and Val. And Tommy um, came early. And Tommy! All December babies. I'm like, can y'all? Who was having sex in, was it March? What's the month? March, April, May. It's funny because March is like not even significant. Unless you're like an Easter baby. But like how many of y'all are Easter babies, you know? Me? No, I'm just kidding. Did you know Capricorn? is the first and last astrological sign of the year. Yeah. Corinne's like, they're the last. December and January. And then Aquarius is next. So we're technically, I don't know if that would make us brother and sister. I'm not. I'm like, are we sis- Are we <laughs> neighbors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. But well, oh my God, how have you been? How was your Christmas? Christmas was fun. I literally skeet skirted back to San Francisco on the 26th. Like, I literally came home the next day. You said, I'm going to be an SF for New Year's Eve. (laughs) Well, it's been crazy watching all of, like, the flight stuff going on. That's Um, crazy, too. My little cousin left Sacramento on New Year's Eve. She didn't get home to Ohio until the 26th. Damn. she was literally naked and afraid for 48 hours. Did she fly Southwest? Uh, No, Spirit. Damn. Yeah, and then I watched, obviously, Tommy's flight get all fucked. Yeah. I watched Sarah's flight get canceled, Ariana's flight get canceled. Like, everyone is naked and afraid. <laughs> and I'm lucky that I live in San Francisco, so I'm literally just a drive away. So I feel like everyone's just screwed. Also, doesn't like from Sacramento to San Francisco, you don't have to worry about snow. Like it might rain, but like oh yeah, yeah. Imagine well, Tommy did drive back to Seattle. I wonder did he hit snow? Like actually, didn't ask him. I don't think so. Let's hope not. I mean, he made it. (laughs) He's here. I mean, dude, that kid skeet skirted. Did you like realize how quick he got to Seattle? Yeah, he texted me at like midnight or not even midnight. It was like ten. 50 like almost 11 he's like i'm here no like, he he was like oh my eta is 11 30 if i don't take any breaks he got there at 10 30 i'm like okay <laughs> you said i'm going home <laughs> i mean most How was your Christmas? literally it was so good i spent christmas alone but i did fuck that like i was like if i'm spending christmas alone i'm gonna do it right <laughs> so i got myself gifts <laughs> I hella got myself gifts. I wrapped them and opened them on Christmas Day. Cause you have a tree? No. Oh. See, and I was I was really close to getting a tree, but then I was like, damn, I feel like I need more furniture before I get a tree. And I was like, I don't want to put it'd be different if my house was like fully furnished and like fully like decorated and everything. I'd be like, damn, the tree would just like make it pop. 
but I was like a tree would kind of look naked and afraid it would literally yeah. like I don't have a rug or anything so it would just be like the tree so I was like no a tree I'll get next year your stuff's coming together though I can see your like entire living situation is looking my wow aesthetic. you have a tv stand thank god legit I was in the trenches for a minute we're not even a minute like a couple months I was in the trenches full-blown literally but it's looking good yeah. all right so we get into the thick of it yes we shall what are we talking fucking about for real <laughs> fucking for real e-f-f-r what else could that really mean <laughs> <laughs> it's the word it's kind of confusing if you don't know what it is <laughs> no they're like no people are like what the fuck is b-f-f-r what are they gonna talk about it's the way I low-key gaslight people when they, like, don't know it. I'm like, you don't know? It's BFFR. <laughs> so today's episode, we are going to talk about um, literally everything that has to do with, like, who we are and how we got here and how we're still growing and kind of the whole concept of trying not to be the person that people want you to be and really sticking to who you are. <laughs> I was having a therapy lesson for this session. Basically, staying true to you. <laughs> yes. Be fucking for real. <laughs> so, Mal, when do you think? Let's start with our whole life journeys. When do you think you yes. started having like, I don't want to say issues, but I maybe like recognizing is the right word. When do you started? Yeah. When do you think you started recognizing like that this is something that has to be thought about and it's not necessarily just easy um well I think for me like realistically I can say this dates back to like middle school like I think I was always very um I would follow the crowd in the sense of following what my parents want and what my culture has asked of me and for the longest time I thought I liked like science and math and all these things that my parents wanted me to you know, end up in, um, up to when I got, I think it was like eighth grade or high school when I really sat there and realized like, what the hell am I doing? I don't like any of these subjects. Like, <laughs> I'm not good at these subjects, except for math. I was good at math, but like engineering math is not the same. So I just sat Wait, weren't I- you literally like in AP calculus yes. sophomore junior year? <laughs> yes, I was in calculus sophomore year. I was ahead of my, I was ahead, I was in all the honors classes. So I was in like honors English and like AP math and all that bullshit. I think, I think science, for science, I was like in AP biology or whatever the fuck, like sophomore year. Were we in that class together? I feel like we were. AP, no, I didn't take AP bio. <laughs> I literally feel like I have a memory of you. But um, yeah, I just like what's take, I mean, luckily I was in these classes at an early age where that's when I got the most exposure and really sat down and was like, what the hell do I want to do here? And then I had a really insightful conversation with someone on my basketball team. Her name is Yasmin Samimi. She's, she was like my twin in college or in high school. And we were discussing just like what it takes to become like a doctor. And we like, her mom had told her that if you're not passionate about being a doctor you're never gonna make it because there are thousands of other people who also want to be a doctor and like it's going through the cuts to become a doctor like you have to go through seven years of schooling then you have to go through residency and all this bullshit 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 that like if you're really not passionate about it you're just not gonna make it 
And I think that was the first time that I realized like what, let me take a step back and realize like, what do I want to do? Because this is what my parents want me to do. And I'm not passionate about it. And I know I'm going to fail. So I might as well figure it out now before I get myself into this field 10 years down the road I'm regretting everything in my life well that's good because like like you said you don't want to be and I know people like that who are like damn I've gone I'm going to law school I'm going to like um medical school I'm in medical school I'm in law school and they're like I can't do it anymore what like should I drop out like so it's good to have like this thought process and these conversations early yeah or you get to that point so you can make educated decisions when you have to start making like these big life choices and for me like it was good that I feel like it's really hard because I still feel like I have chronic imposter syndrome um because I'm always trying to fight to feel like I belong or feel that I'm like wanted and that I'm like appreciated because truthfully like when I did go through this like whole thing I had no supporters like my parents were not on my side I really had to stick to my true true self stick to my guns and follow through and a lot of people can't handle the heat like the I don't want to even say that I want I really just want to like push that like you need to stick to what you truly believe you want to do or who you are um or you just have to like silence out the noise because if I listen to my parents if I let them in every single time they said something to me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm still only 23. Like I'm still growing. I'm like a young adult, but I just remember like always feeling it like I had imposter syndrome and always being like compared to other Persian kids. And then on top of that, school was another thing. Like at home, I'm being compared to fucking Persian educating, like, or smart Persian kids through our families and our cousins in Iran. And then you would go to school and we would, Brandon and me went to a predominantly white school. So at school, I was trying to be this like person that I'm not. Like, it's just, I just didn't find my footing in high school and stuff for a long time. But then it's also funny too, because like in one sense, like you're doing so well. Yeah. Our high school, we went to like an okay high school, but like there's a spectrum. So there's people doing like Malika who like are in AP classes, like doing getting good grades but then there's also people who aren't in AP classes like barely making it like dropping out and stuff so there's literally like a spectrum so you're like what (laughs) what is reality yeah exactly it's just like it's taken a lot obviously like it was a trial error trial and error but like as I did find myself as soon as I found my footing in one place I lost my footing in another like it was very interesting I would say like even in high school like although I could go home and like stick to what I want to do school-wise, um, I found myself trying to be someone I wasn't. Well, um, it's a hard balance okay. Like, you're doing, huh. you you have, like, so many things to balance at the time. Like, you have high school, which you, like, is super important because, like, if you want to go to, like, a good school or, like, if you want to do anything, like, I feel like a high school diploma is important. So, like, you should get that done, you know, and then you also have, like, your personal life, which is good to keep up with. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, a whole balancing act of different things in your life that you have to like keep totally. in mind and like feed and like take care of yeah and I like wholeheartedly like can say like for the first time in a really long time like this year would be the first year that I'm finally kind of like accepting who I am and like not trying to be like this white washed woman who like 
has no culture. Like, I'm just not trying to be that person. And like, I'm starting to finally find my footing. Um, but we can get into that a lot more. But Brendan, I want to hear about you and your traumas. <laughs> not the traumas. <laughs> I think pretty much a similar story to you. Because elementary school, I feel like elementary school, no one would care. No one cared. Like, everyone was just down. We we're all playing tag. Like, it was, elementary exactly. school was fun as fuck. Like, <laughs> but it was middle school when people started getting in their feels. <laughs> and realize you're like wait one of these things is not like the other you know and the other was me <laughs> so like going to like a predominantly white middle school and high school was very interesting because it was like who the fuck am I like mm-hmm. how do I act I act one way at home I act this way at school you know like no one at the school looks like me. I'm the only one who wears lotion. Like, I have ashy knees. Like, and just no, like, shit that people didn't think about, like, I was thinking about. So I think for the first three and a half years of high school, I think I cared so much. Like, I was like, oh, I have to fit in. I have to, like, shop at Tilly's. Everyone, everyone's shopping at Tilly's. I have to get this Tilly shirt. Like, I need this fucking shirt. And of course... I couldn't afford Tilly's. Like, Tilly's was expensive as fuck at the time. And I think it still is, but that's a different story. But um, it was expensive, and I was, like, spending my whole, like, paychecks or my little allowance that I did get on Tilly's or whatever. And then I just got to a point where I was like, fuck it. I'm going back to Ross, my roots. I'm like, I need Ross, TJ Maxx, and, like, everything where I could, like, you know, just, like, create my own style. And I just feel like everything in high school was so, like, cookie cutter where like if you if you yeah. don't fit this mold you're not quote-unquote popular you can't hang out with the cool kids That's and then so looking back I'm like why because now as an adult I value diversity and I value different things that make people different like everyone's exactly. unique story I'm like wow that's so interesting why do you dress different that's so cool like I love your style like I don't want to be in a place now especially where everyone looks the same everyone does the same thing everyone like yes like it's just so it doesn't make sense to me why I thought that everyone had to be the same in high school but mm-hmm. in fact I wish I had the mentality I have now in high school because I feel like we would have had more fun you know like if we didn't oh. go in with that mindset but I think that's all that's all relative and of course like it comes with growing up a little bit you know because uh-huh. we're still like becoming who we are so I don't know if that has a part to do with it but and that's kind of like a question that I've always had is like, is this very normal? Like, is this what a lot of kids go through is like this whole transition of like trying to fit in in high school and like buying all the clothes and shit that everyone else buys um, just to fit in. And then when you hit, you know, like this time of your life where you don't want to be like anyone else, like like you said, the whole unique feature, like that's what separates you from everyone. Why do you want to be like anyone else? Like that's the whole thing. It's like, I now cringe at the fact that like if something is similar to someone else, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I also have said, I think our experiences were different and I can't say, not to like um, minimize anyone else's experiences, but I think our experiences were unique in the fact that we were minorities in our school, you know? Um, So I can't say that anyone who maybe isn't a minority would have a very similar experience. I think we as minorities had similar experiences and I also would agree that other minorities who went to our high school would have similar experiences. 
I mean, I think it was really interesting when we went home for Thanksgiving and we went out with two people from our high school who were also minorities. And it was really interesting to hear that they felt the exact same way that we did in high school. And like, keep in mind, like we were all, we're all friends, but we were all separated in like different groups, right? So it's just really interesting to hear that like, they shared a very similar experience to us, um, but they were also minorities. So it's like, I would love to like, talk to someone who was part of like a popular clique or something like that to hear like, did they also have imposter syndrome or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you that like everyone, <laughs> everyone has their own experiences and some of them are very similar, you know? Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. And like how, so when did you find yourself really coming into who you are now? I want to say, I think, again, my experience is a little bit different from yours is because I came out as being gay. So I think that changed it a little bit. So I don't, I think after the three year, three and a half years of high school, I started to become more in my I don't give a fuck era. Mm -hmm. However, after that, I did have like another two and a half years of not being out of the closet. So I can't really say I was being honest with myself at that point. So I want to say maybe like, around 22, early 2023, or 20, sorry, age 23, when I started to become more like self-aware and like just trying to be honest with myself. And I think that took a lot of emotions, definitely. And I think it also took a lot of strength because, you know, it's hard, especially being, I don't think anyone wakes up and wants to be different, you know? Like no one just wakes up and is like, yeah, I want to be like, let me be different. You know, I feel like you value this uniqueness now because you enjoy it. But like, I feel like growing up, you're like, I just want to be like everyone else. Yeah. I don't want to make any waves. Yeah. So I think right when I came out, I was like, I'm scared to make a wave. Like, is this going to be like weird? But then after I'm like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Like, I... Yeah, like I said earlier, like, I feel like it wasn't until really this year that I finally started to, like, find a little bit of my own footing. Like, I feel like even in college, I was trying to be someone I wasn't. And, like, that has to do with the fact that I went to a school that was very competitive and, like, had an imposter syndrome problem. Um, But, like, even being in the city, like, my first six months here, like, now I feel a little better, but I'm still, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, this is a work in progress. Like you're always trying to better yourself. I think I've always come, I think I've always had a false sense of confidence. Like people who meet me think I'm confident. Like they think I know my shit, like blah, blah, blah. But I've always been pretty insecure, like deeply. And that has to do with a lot of other bullshit. But like, it wasn't until this year that I was finally on my own for a good six months that I was like, okay, I'm tired of like trying to be like someone else. And like, I think for me, a pivotal point was when I dyed my hair dark. Like literally I'm not even fucking with you. It looks so good by the way, even now. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I said, even no. now it looks good. 
Thank you. No, it's like, it's when I, I think it was when I went to LA over the summer and I was with all my Persian girls and I was the only girl that had blonde hair. And I just sat there and I was like, why am I trying to be someone who I'm not like, or like out of my Persians? Like, I was like, why am I not fully embracing like my Middle Eastern side? Like, why am I trying so hard to have lighter features? Like, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, honestly you look more beautiful being your natural self and so that's when I made that decision of like okay I'm gonna go dark and I'm gonna try to embrace like really truly like my middle eastern side and since I've been dark a lot of my friends say like I look so different like I look Persian and stuff like that and like that makes me feel a lot better I feel like it's like one step towards like really trying hard to like become more and more of who I am do you think that the other Persians maybe went through a similar experience? Because like, yeah. I know some of them were blonde. Do you think they like came to the similar, right? Came to a similar realization? Yes, I think a lot of them did, and that probably a lot faster than I did. And it probably has to do with the fact that I just like have surrounded myself with, uh, I don't know, um. I don't know I feel like a lot of my close friends are people who are not in my culture like other than the Persian crew but the Persian crew has been practically separated since we graduated high school like everyone has dispersed yeah so I feel like I surround my time with people who are not like Persian and so maybe that's why I was trying to be like someone I wasn't uh -huh. <laughs> I have this steps that like when you feel that way like what do you do when I what when I when you feel like maybe you're trying to be someone you're not do you have like a process um I well hmm, do I I feel like I don't really have a process right now I just like I've been trying to get into like I don't know I try to like isolate myself something that like I've worked on in the past year is like trying really hard to be okay with being by myself um because I feel like I surround myself with people and that's probably why my brain is always trying to be something that I'm not because I'm pretty like afraid of my own thoughts um but recently I like try to go on walks by myself or try to like isolate myself in my room and really just sit there and like be okay with being by myself and that's helped me like try to figure out what I personally like what I want to be like um moving forward what my goals are and things like that and even just like that one year ago video that I person that I posted on TikTok mm -hmm, that was like a big awakening for me like I noticed that I got a lot of things done that I had wanted last year or like that I like suspected would happen that it was like really interesting and I kind of want to keep that up for the future years is like setting myself like some yearly goals and seeing if I can make them happen yeah damn that's good I feel like you did do everything there was I felt do you hit everything right there was like two things I didn't do yeah I was gonna say I don't remember I remember the stuff you hitting and it was like all the big stuff. I was like, damn, you really did. How crazy. <laughs> Literally, I like watched that back and I was like, how did I do all of that? So it's been a breath of fresh air because I was like, okay, I want to do this again for 2023 and like really think of what I want to accomplish. Yeah. So. Do you right. have any issues with like, um, 
I know we talked chat about it a little before, but like perception and how like other people perceive you versus how you want to be perceived. <laughs> now this is something I personally have been working through in therapy. And bitch, has that been <laughs> hard? I'm still struggling. That you know what? Yeah, I'm like, let's put it all on the table. Like, this is something I am not healed from yet. But I have like a really bad problem with like how people perceive me. Like, I freak not freak out, but like I'll overthink things that should not be overthunk. <laughs> and like I like you guys, you know that, Brandon, but like my therapist is always like, why? Like she'll always go back to the, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Why do you care? Um, it like, why does that affect you? And like, I don't know why it affects me. I Well, I do know. <laughs> I do know. It all stems from like the feeling of wantedness, which also comes from like my family, which is too deep for this podcast episode. <laughs> but like realistically, like, it's been really hard to break that. Like, I still haven't broken that. I've just tried to be comfortable with myself more and yeah. try to adopt the it doesn't matter, it is what it is mindset. And, like, I've gotten I've gotten far, but I haven't fully tackled it. Like, I can definitely still say I have that problem. Yeah. I think it's definitely hard, though, because for myself, like, I feel like I try and make people perceive me a certain way and then if they don't then I overanalyze it kind of like you said yeah. but then I also go home and overanalyze it and I'm like maybe the reason they didn't perceive it because they didn't perceive it the right ways is because it's not me you know exactly yeah so like, at that point like fuck like <laughs> I'm like how do we how do I exist <laughs> Well, isn't it also difficult, though, like, given, like, social media and stuff? It's, like, you can manipulate your own perception. Yeah. Right? Like, of who you are when that's not... Like, sometimes I look at my social media, I'm like, is that really me? Like, I don't know. No, dead ass. Dead ass. It's the way I was looking at a story, and I was like, damn, I was on the boat on Hawaii. I was like, people probably think I'm so fun, but now I'm literally watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'm like, I hope you don't think that's me, because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's crazy though, Brandon? That is us. Like, like we did live that. No, yeah. Like we did do that. That's a crazy thing. Like we were shaking ass on a yacht in Hawaii. Like but we actually were disclaimer. No, but this is the thing. It's like we know when we experience those things, like that's truly us and we're having fun. I think we have like imposter syndrome when we're not doing it. Like it's like that's where I spiral I'm like right now I'm in a state where I'm like I want to travel I want to travel I have the travel itch again but it's like girl calm down like sit the fuck down like seriously and who's just like we just because we're not on a yacht in Miami shaking ass right now <laughs> we're not fun like we are fun when we have when we do that we're so yeah. fun here too Do you have any like triggers or anything that automatically like maybe puts you in like a certain state of mind or like drag you down? I hate saying this out loud. I actually like, it's so bad, but this has happened quite a few times and I bring it up to my therapist a lot, but like, so 
I'm like trying <laughs> like how do I wear this without being a fucking cut and a half but I think this is relevant you know what I'm gonna just speak my fucking life my truth because <laughs> at the end of the day there are people who feel this and I need to stop thinking about white people and their feelings so <laughs> like my problem is I always like want to make sure I'm not like being rude to white people but like let's be fucking for real <laughs> <laughs> here's the fucking here's the truth of the matter literally from middle school till now like I've always had this feeling of being unwanted and that mainly stems from going to a predominantly white school all of the guys I liked like the white girls like my white best friends all of my friends like even my best Persian girlfriends would literally hang out with the white popular group and like exclude me like it's it was the weirdest fucking shit of my life and I remember like it was so weird so when I got in my relationship in college like I was dating a white guy like a white hillbilly hick from fucking he's not a hillbilly (laughs) hick but like he white as can be from Austin fucking Texas and I did not believe he loved me like I would always pick a fight because I'd be insecure about like his white best friends him being in a frat and being around sorority girls like I always 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 thought he would leave me for a white girl and he always tried his fucking best to make me feel wanted and like you know you know all that bullshit like just was an incredible person up to when we broke up and then he started dating a white girl and so this like stemmed back into like my whole like always being left for a white girl and this happens in the city as well so like since I've moved to the city I feel honestly hinge has fucked me up like there will be times where I will like look at the guys who have liked me on hinge and there's not one white guy it's like all people of color which is completely fine but like my type is white tall guys I don't maybe it stems from like where I grew up and all that bullshit but that's like who I'm attracted to and like they're not attracted to me and like I will throw out some likes out there and they will not match back and so all of this like literally like just triggers the flying fuck out of me so like when I for example will go out and go to the bars with my friend and if I like you know think a guy is cute but then I watch him like go up to like my white friend or like a white girl in the club I swear to god I will literally have a mental breakdown like I not actually but like those little things always trigger me and like it's the dumbest thing ever um because like it's a more of like this like validation thing like my therapist is always like why are you seeking validation and it's like I don't know like I don't know and I think it literally stems from like always wanting to be chosen in high school and like not being that and like even now Brandon you know like some of these motherfuckers have come back you know what I mean like (laughs) people from high school that I wanted now are in my dms making a resurgence (laughs) making a resurgence and it's weird because it doesn't register in my brain like I will still like let something small trigger me and make me feel completely terrible and make me feel super unwanted when in reality like there are people who have come back and who like want 
to be in my life and stuff like that. And it's like, I go in the circle, but, um, yeah, I think that's, I find myself like sometimes trying to be the person that they will choose. I think also in the States, it's hard too, because the media, especially always portrays oh, like, literally, literally like white guys, blonde eye or blonde hair, blue eyes, like literally like, and it's not until recently that they've gotten better with it. But like, while we were growing up, it was always like, that was just like, in the rom-coms, that was the people in like these movies, like the actors, actors. Yeah. Like it was just like, who was portrayed in the media, you know? And even like pop culture wise, it was always like a certain cookie cutter fit. So I don't think that like, it's weird or uncommon to have like that, like white guys as a type, like white tall guys as a type. But mm -hmm. I, like subconsciously, we have to do like a better job and realize like, is this, like do we actually like white guys or do we like um the idea of white guys you know because not uh, not not every not every white guy is going to be the same and not every persian guy is going to be the same not every black guy is yeah. the same like everyone's going to have their own unique experiences so i think it's um like a building block you know like we all have to yeah. step up from somewhere and like totally and that's where i like get upset at myself because i'm like i'm part of the problem you know what i mean like I'm out here bitching about guys, you know, the, like these white guys picking white girls or these brown guys picking white girls where I'm a brown girl picking a white guy. Like I am part of the problem. And it's like, it's so much deeper than that. And I think it's totally how like society has been constructed. And like, there is this like whole hierarchy of needs. And like, I don't know, like at school, all like, I mean, we know that like white people colonize this place and <laughs> there is like white privilege in the world so it's like I think unconsciously as people of color and minorities we want to feel secure and that's probably why we tend to gravitate towards white people because they have their security on this land and we think that if we are with them we are also secure when in reality that's probably not even the case like I don't I don't know like there have been times where I sit there and I'm like do I really want to be with a white person like like realistically I have so much fun when I go out with my Persian friends guys or girls like we talk shit in Farsi and we literally like talk about kebab and talk about our culture and just laugh all the time and it's like why am I not gravitating towards people of my own kind I mean I don't think that's it's not necessarily like a good or a bad thing you just have to weigh out the like positives and negatives too one thing that would get kind of annoying dating someone outside of your culture is like the constant explanations they wouldn't I don't think they would ever just understand like you pretty much have to explain for the rest of your life like why do you do this like <laughs> why my parents are like this or why yeah. my culture's like this yeah I know and that was a constant issue in my previous relationships like not understanding the Persian culture and not understanding why my parents are the way that they are and why they're strict in like certain areas and it's like I think that always something that's really interesting is like something in one one of me and my best girlfriends talked about is like we always feel insecure about like our dad like we love our dads but 
there's this whole culture of like your boyfriend and your dad watching Sunday football and laughing and like drinking beers together and just being guys right like this is like portrayed in every movie and like me and my girlfriend were just talking about how like we feel insecure that that's not going to be our the relationship of our dads and our significant other because our dads don't drink beer and watch fucking football on a Sunday like my dad is older and he is a businessman like he just uh, like wants to relax like he's not it's just it makes us like really insecure that like um these are like this this is the standard that's been put on for us since we were kids on tv outside like it's just kind of shitty do you think that like people expect that though like if you were to meet a guy like do you think he'd be like why isn't your dad I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not sure if they expect that, but it's an insecurity that lives in our brains because we're like, they're going to leave us because they can go find a Sally who like, Sally's dad is going to like have a beer and watch Sunday football with this person. Why would he, this is, oh my God, here we go. This is the therapy coming out. Like, why would, let's give Mark, let's say his name is Mark. Why would Mark settle for Malika, Persian Malika, where he doesn't understand the culture, whereas he can leave Malika and be with a Sally and like feel like home, you know, it's like this like constant fear, even with like being in a relationship, like even when I was in a relationship with a white guy, like I always had that constant fear, like he doesn't, my mom, my mom fucking told me, I don't know if I told you this, Brandon, my mom told me he's going to leave you for a white girl white guys don't end up with you and I said "Mm -hmm. thanks mom (laughs) and he did that so it's like it just um it's just I think it's this like thing in our culture that they're like it's just not gonna work out yeah but honestly sometimes not I don't think everyone's looking for the Sally (laughs) yeah like what are your what are your thoughts about all this like how do you feel? Do you have these same thoughts? Or because I know for you, it's come, it could be different. Or do you find yourself gravitating towards white guys? Well, I think, well, to start out, what my triggers are. I think my triggers are growing up, people would always be like, oh, you're like whitewash or you talk white. And that was like, I used to get on my fucking nerves. Like, I used to like, I'm like, can we unpack that? What, what do you mean by that? I didn't know you could talk a race. Like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And I don't get that much anymore because I think that like was obviously like a high school thing. But like every once in a while, I get like, oh, like um, Brandon, that's a white name or like something. And I'm like, really? So I get like comments like that. And that's like a trigger because it puts me back in the same shoes when I was in high school and I didn't really fit in. So it like gives me flashbacks. Um, and it's just been really hard Um moving to a new city, I don't think I personally lean towards white men mm-hmm. anymore. I think it took a lot of growing um, to not lean towards them. Of course, like, I'm down for, like, a cute moment. Like, <laughs> like if you want to rendezvous, like, I'm down, but I don't think cute moment. Long-term, long-term, I don't think I could end up with a white guy, just because, for what we were talking about earlier, just because there's so much explaining we would have to do, Yes. I'm just not down for that. Um, and then also there's like certain things they, they wouldn't get, you know, like 
So I don't want to be like in a situation where like we get pulled over and then like the cop is more aggressive to me than him or something. He's like, oh, what do you mean? Like that, like, isn't that normal? And like, did you not just see that? You know, just like certain stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't want to have to explain. Like, I just want someone who automatically gets in. Yeah. Um, but I think when I went through like my white guy, I don't want to even call it an era. My white guy, two guys. <laughs> Actually, three. My white guy, three guys that I like talked to for a minute. Like, I think it was always hard because you could, I when I was with them, you could tell that they specifically liked Black guys mm. or people of color in general. So I never felt unwanted because I like sometimes when they would show me like their previous like hookups or like long mm. they were always people of color. And I'm like, okay, like at least like I'm not an experiment, you know? Yeah, that's a whole other being, topic. <laughs> being an experiment. Being in the like gay community, it's kind of hard sometimes. And you have to you have to be aware of who you surround yourself with and conscious of who you're who you surround yourself with because it's very easy to get in that mindset because literally if you look up gay like on google or something 90 percent like literally 90 percent of the images are like of white people <laughs> and so like i'm like oh okay i'm actually googling it right now to show oh no so it's like oh wow Oh, what the fuck? So it's like, and there's, I think, I see, yeah. Mm. So it's not like, it's like just kind of hard. So you just have to make sure you like, you look up to people that represent yourself and people that want to make you love yourself even more, you know? <laughs> Don't be choking. <laughs> literally but how did you get over that like how did you get from going out with white guys to being like I is it because was it always like like when was the turning point because I know you say like you were tired of explaining you didn't want to keep explaining you know the hardships that you go through because you just want to be with someone who understands so when was that turning point? Was there a specific someone? Was it just when you moved to the like new city or like was it something you always knew? I don't think it was a turning point um, because it was something I always knew. And it's I'm not specifically over it because it's definitely like I still have my moments where I'll get like down bad over like a random white guy or like way <laughs> you the way you know exactly who the fuck you talking about you said yep <laughs> also have my moments that I'm like down bad for like a random white guy but like yeah. I think that's just me being down bad like I don't think <laughs> and also to be fair it's more of like an ego down bad where I'm like damn yes like, <laughs> I'm like what do you mean you don't want to like talk to me you know but like okay so that's, that's funny that's like an e my ego's hurt like I'm not actually down bad yeah well I think that's interesting because there's so many times I'm thinking like is this just ego or is this like a trauma like oh that's true too right like I'm like how did we get here we went to, <laughs> we went from talking about 
how do we get to who we are to like literally our traumas and PTSD? <laughs> but um but it's also weird too because sometimes like especially in like my community like sometimes like you'll meet like maybe like a black person or like um someone of color and then they won't though they won't necessarily like pay attention to you and like not that I know the exact reason but then I'm like I see them pay attention to like maybe like the other white people and I'm like interesting funny weird not funny haha funny, ha, ha. yeah there's so I, can... so I think yeah. it's all like, relative you know yeah and I, I, I think this is a very universal feeling for other people of color as well. Like, I feel like I've talked to a lot of my friends um, of all backgrounds who kind of feel the same way with all this. So, yeah, I, I think the main, like, it's just, it's incredibly important to figure out what makes you unique from other people and really work towards the non-comparison because the comparison is the thief of glory and I find myself doing that all the time but that's like a serious thing that I've been trying to work through this year and like knock down the whole why I care about people's perception and like just being excited about who I am and like there are little things that I know that I need to get to to be more comfortable with like myself yeah it's also like a conscious effort too. Like sometimes, yeah. even like it's every, like you would be amazed on how much shit we feed ourselves that is actually toxic for us. Like I was talking to my friend, and they were basically like, "You have to keep track of who you follow because if you don't follow follow people that look like you, every time you go on Instagram or like anything, you're basically gonna be like, damn, like why like why don't I look like that? You know, like whereas like if you start following more people that like have more of your features, have like similar like lights and you'll be like oh damn like I look like her like I could be her like that her is me you know <laughs> so it's just find... wait what I was gonna say do you ever find yourself comparing yourself to your own people yes but when I compare myself to other black people I would say it's more of like a positive thing when I compare myself to someone outside of my race it's like unattainable like for example like when I compare myself to like someone with blue eyes I'm like damn I really want blue eyes but like that's something not attainable for me you know like literally, it, yeah. that's just not something I literally like unless I they build like a eye color changer or something that's not yeah whereas like when I compare myself to someone in my race I'm like damn they have really like their hair like and that it's usually something I can attain like oh I could get like maybe like dreads or like um that lineup or like that cut or something you know or like they'll be like muscular I'm like damn like I could go to the gym, you know, like, it's not, it's stuff that I can achieve, you know, it's not anything mm. that, like, number one, I'd have to, like, go to get surgery for. Yeah. It's not anything that I would, like, I feel like it's more positive. What about you? Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting take. I never even thought about it like that. Like, I find myself comparing to um other Persians all the time, and I think it's because, like, there really are, like, two types of Persians like you know the SoCal and the NorCal Persians <laughs> and so I find myself comparing to the SoCal Persians a lot but like you said like it is attainable like some of it is generational like wealth and yeah. whatever 
but like yes like how you look like that is still like part of your cult your like genetics in a way so like I can always work on myself that way and then also like just building wealth myself is something that like I use that as inspiration because that's how I want to live my future life so it's just like you're right it is attainable and then what about when you compare yourself to uh, people outside of your race yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's I've, I've accepted that's just not how I was raised or like that's just not what. Yeah, like, I don't know, like when you compare yourself to like other races, it's it's one of those things where you just have to accept that like you're you have a completely different culture and I've learned to accept it, but there are times that you still compare and you're like, why did I get handed these cards? But like, you have to also rem always remember, like, it could always be worse. That's mm -hmm. what I try to tell myself. I'm like, at least I, you know, like live in America and like, I'm not in Iran right now going through the revolution. Like, yeah. at least, you know, my parents have a roof over my head and like have enough capital to help me if I like don't, you know, make it like it's just like a lot of like different things that I remind myself of um that keeps me humble <laughs> and not like wanting to always change who I am but yeah in the arms of, of the angels <laughs> it's fucking raining in San Francisco oh sorry <laughs> drifting through the wind Wait, what were you going to say? I was singing the plastic bag song by Katy Perry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind. <laughs> uh, but even you go through, like, weak spots where you still want to... Like, just last week, I feel like you were telling me how, like, I sent a Snapchat or something, and you were like, why are you changing your personality? And I was like, oh, hee-hee. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have the, I mean, I said that last night, literally saying, I don't feel well, like, I don't know why I'm feeling unwell. I think we'll always have, like, those moments. But I think it's really good that we have, like, such a strong support system, like me, you, Cass, and Lisa, like, when you, immediately when you said that, we had to remind you, like, the reason we love you is because of your personality and who you are. So why the fuck would you want to change that? Like, that's like I think that's where you need that support system who knows you really well to remind you of who you are because you're that bitch you know because <laughs> we can always try to be someone who we who we're not but then we're gonna like you get farther and farther away from who you truly are and that's just gonna be a disaster for another time and I'd rather not, not deal with that when I'm like 50 years old and going through an identity crisis oh <laughs> I don't know it's just one of those things where it's like I've come to a point in my life where I can recognize that I still compare and contrast sometimes but I also recognize how important it is to be yourself and so I am like cognitively cognitively actively trying to be get closer and closer to who I truly am and not let all the outside noise and the comparison really get to me because I think that'll always be there I think that's human nature and I think everyone that's listening to this should 
not feel bad about that because I think all of us compare and contrast all of us always you know have those days where we spiral and think about what if I was this person or what if I was given these hand this hand of cards but it's really 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 important to consistently remind yourself like it's better to be unique it's better to be truly who you are because that's where you find true happiness and like that's where I'm working towards and I could full-heartedly say I'm not there yet but like do you expect me to be? I'm 23 years old. Like, you know? Damn. Not you spitting facts. <laughs> <laughs> the way you were like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a damn, too. That I'm always like, yeah, that hit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, uh, it's just hard because, like, it is really, like, a cognitive, like, thing like you have to consistently remind yourself which can become exhausting and sometimes you just don't feel like it like there are days where I just sit and I'm like I just don't want to talk to anyone I just don't want to like think about anything I just want to be you know yeah that's okay it's okay bad bitches have bad days too exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's <at> us. <laughs> Uh, do you have any what are you doing for new year's when it's raining in san francisco and i don't want to leave my house i have to go on to new a birthday party too? tonight huh on new year's too or just today yes Damn, and on, i know double homicide for real <laughs> but um i'm going to a pre-game and then i'm going to like a club called the grand do they do the bar where they or is that the one where they do like the confetti at the end of the night i think so That'll be fun. I mean, this is a place Cass and Lisa originally picked. And then they Wait, Lisa was supposed to go too. What happened with that? Just kidding. That's oh, as Lisa. Sorry. That's I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and Cassidy. Cassidy's not coming anymore either. Damn, damn. Okay. Double well, homicide. Our... What about you? What are your plans? I'm going to this place called Cuff, which will be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like midnight is so early. That's just my own. Like I'm like, damn, it's midnight and we're already. Kicking. You're kind of right. <laughs> when we literally go out at eleven o'clock. Yeah, that's what oh I'm saying. Like it is. Wait, you're so right. Like, oh I'm my god, you're so. That's. It's the way when I got the invitation for the pregame and it was seven thirty, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" That's my literal nap time. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, that's why I'm like kind of scared because like usually usually you don't even get into like a bar to like 11 and then you get drunk I mean, you like probably start getting drunk around midnight and then maybe you'll be drunk around like one and that's when you like go home or whatever but like New Year's like you literally have to be drunk at midnight right. <laughs> like oh my god what the fuck remember when we were kids and midnight was like so far away and we're like oh my god we have to like drink until midnight and we were just like waiting for the clock to turn midnight. But also, to be fair, we were like now we can pick our drinks. To be fair, we were drinking like ratchet shit, like Bacardi yeah, we or Lucas. <laughs> you think you're gonna have a New Year's kiss? I don't know. I like. Oh, you have some. I know, like, I feel like I can have a random one, but I I would appreciate it if it could be like someone not random. Where like, are you going? With? My group of friends, but I think the place we're going to is pretty popular. So I think a lot of people are going. 
Yeah. Is there someone you have in mind that you want to be your New Year's kid? I mean, yes, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> now you need to text me separately because I want to know. Yeah, I just want it to be someone like, I know. So it could be like a little bit more meaningful. Of course, it could be someone random. I wouldn't mind if it was someone that's random. That's so funny. But I've like never had a real New Year's kids. <laughs> I think the last real New Year's kiss I had was Josh. But you, you guys were dating at the time, right? That's cute. Yeah. No, disgust still, though. Wait, I think that was... No, literally, I think that was my last re like real New Year's kiss. Because after that, I was like Persian girls. And then when I had a boyfriend for two years, I didn't see him New Year's both years. Because oh, he would always go home. Well, you guys also didn't... You started dating in October or... August? October. Yeah, but we missed both New Year's. Yeah. Damn. Oh my god, I'm so fucking dead. I don't know. I think I want mine to be a random person. Are you trying to take the random? No. Is that bad to start the New Year's the New Year off with like a random person? <laughs> well, I'm going with Pete like I'm going with a few of my friends, but like I don't think I would want to kiss any of them. I might kiss one of them just for like because he's my friend. Oh, you know who? I'll tell you who I'm going with after. <laughs> the way we have the sense of we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, well, happy New Year's, everyone. We hope you have a great ring in the new year, and always remember, be fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be fucking for real. Bye, guys. Bye.